great to be with you. We're going to do a little bit, do the service a little bit differently today. Is that okay with everyone? It's a new year, new things. We're going to, we're going to try some new things. So I'm going to invite, well, well, first of all, we had the most spectacular prayer meetings this week. How many of you were there Monday, Wednesday, or Friday? You know, so, so I love serving God, but sometimes you forget how fun it is. You know, those were just they were effective. I felt, I felt the axis of the, world, of the world shift a little bit. I mean, it really felt, you felt God in the process of moving things. You felt it. But at the same time, uh, it was just, you felt the life and freedom of Jesus there. It was, it was so easy to pray. It was so easy to, to do the things you know you were supposed to do. Grace was there. And it was fun, fun, fun to the very core. If you don't like fun, I'm so sorry. It was fun. It was really fun. So I am going to ask, um, you know, before I do that, can you, can you put a pin in that? Can you hold it? Just, just pin it there. I have a beautiful surprise for every, everyone. Are you ready for this? Pastor Samantha Robertson <laughs> has not been here for how many months? Six months. Those of you who don't know, she had a fall and she broke her arm, which has some, some challenges. And that, it was a serious thing. It was battling to heal. And basically, she had to be isolated from any movement, outside movement, that would touch that arm and prevent it from healing. So for six months, she's lived in isolation. Oh, my word. And we've been praying for her, trusting God for something to happen in that arm. And it well, it's in process of happening. It's in process of happening, and we are so excited that they've let her out. They let her out. <laughs> so, Pastor Sammy, won't you come up? Do we have a microphone for her? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Sammy. <laughs> It is so good to see your faces. It's so good to be here. Um, Pastor Carol asked me to preach, so I'm here. No, she didn't. <laughs> just, to, just to give you an update, firstly, thank you for your fervent prayers. I, I think the, the most overwhelming thing that I have felt in the last few months is just being held. Um, I have felt your covering. I have felt your prayers. Um, this arm is still a work in progress. It is starting to heal. The bones are healing in a curve, but they're healing. Um, and we're trying to get the fingers. I didn't know that it was such a mission after learning to do things when you were one or two, like twisting on bottle tops and all sorts of crazy things, holding a wooden spoon that I would have to relearn all of these. But, but because my arm was still for so long, some of the cells are, are struggling to function like they're supposed to um, and still have to keep my elbow still and have to do gentle hugs so thank you for those this morning <laughs> but I but I I wanted to just say this I feel like there's two things that I have that have kept me um, from not sinking with a, with a ship that has felt like it's been sinking often and and that is hope in God and feeling held two H's this morning and just just as Zarina shared this morning where you, where you put your hope God's hoping God does not disappoint 
Romans 5 tells us that. And, um, and just pray. Just thank you for your prayer. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, it has really, really meant a lot. And yeah, onwards and upwards for Jesus this year. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray for Sammy. Can you just extend your arms? In fact, why don't you stand? This, this arm needs a major miracle. <laughs> Father, we've been praying for a long time for this arm. And right now we stand in faith. You say we're two or more stand in agreement. It is done by our Father in heaven. There's more than two of us in this place, if my maths is correct. So, Father... We stand in agreement right now. We release complete healing into this arm. Flood this arm right now with the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask for a recreative miracle in this arm. We declare right now the assignment of the enemy. You are cut off. We rip out every plan of the enemy. And we declare right now you will not touch this arm again ever. And we release the atmosphere of heaven, the healing power of heaven, the truth of heaven, the light of heaven into every cell in this arm. We command every cell, be restored in Jesus' name. Blood vessels, be restored in Jesus' name. Bone, develop, grow, heal perfectly. We declare this arm to be restored to the way you designed and created it to be in the name of Jesus. Amen. We love you, Sammy. We're so grateful to have you back. Please don't jump off the edge of the stage. <laughs> awesome. So can you go back to that pin? Are you back to the pin? I would love the, the people I asked from Wednesday's prayer meeting to come up. So that is Wayne, Sam, uh, Jolly, Kaya and Souza, if you wouldn't mind coming up. I need you in that order specifically. Wayne, Sam, Jolly, Kaya, Souza. Is Souza coming? There he is. There he is. I, we had this moment at the Wednesday night prayer meeting where we were praying we are pr actually praying for businesses and for the, the economic environment of South Africa. And you know sometimes when you, you're in a moment and you, f you feel the Holy Spirit drop, you feel something ignite. Well, I just felt that as we were praying for that, and I thought, you know what? There are only, I don't know how many people were there, but a proportion of this church, and this is something that I feel like our church needs to carry. I believe that as, as a church and as a movement, every nation, we are meant to impact the political, the economic, the educational, the, every sphere of society that what God does in you is not meant to just stay here. It's meant to permeate into society and transform the world out there. South Africa is meant to be a better place because you said yes to Jesus. And that doesn't mean you have to single-handedly change anything, but it does mean that you, that you need to live the victory that he's given you out in your workplace, out with your family, so that that anointing that he has placed in you is infiltrating into the world around us. And I felt like when we prayed along these lines and prophesied along these lines, I felt the economic situation in South Africa move. 
I felt it shift. And so I, I read, what I want us to do is I simply want us to pray again. We're at the end of a prayer and fast. I'm going to invite you to stand up. And I want us to begin to pray. I, I'm, going, I'm going to pray. Then guys, don't intro. Just pray and do your thing. Is that, is that good with you? So I'm going to pray, but what I would love you to do is I would like you to participate with this prayer. I want it to be our prayer. So as I pray, I'm going to invite you to pray in the Spirit if you know how to do that. If you don't know how to do that, just pray in any language you feel comfortable with. Uh, pretty much you can ignore what the person next to you is saying, but you can also not ignore it if you want to. So, so if it's intimidating you, you just, you just stay in your zone and pray what you need to pray. If you enjoy the slight chaos, then take note of what's going around you. But I would love us to just all pray together for a moment for the economic situation of South Africa. I would like us to bring this nation before God and say, Lord Jesus, you are the one who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. You are the one who brings water from a rock. You are the one who turns five loaves and two fishes into a multitudinous feast for a, for a huge crowd. Lord God, you are that one. So can we just begin to pray? Where you and, and you know what the thing about praying together is? If you do it timidly, it just feels embarrassing and awkward. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So if, the, if you're new to this and it is awkward, feel free to just do it any way you want to. But for those of you who've been around it a little while, it, it helps if you just do it courageously. And it helps the people around you to not feel like exposed or whatever. So you who know what you're doing, can you just pray loud and enthusiastically? So thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, right now we bring South Africa before you. Holy Spirit, we just declare over this nation. Rendani, where are you? I feel like we need you up here, Rendani. Thank you. Father God, we bring South Africa before you. Lord God, we, we hear the cry of the communities of South Africa as they battle to feed their families, as they battle to find jobs. Lord God, we feel the pain of a nation, Lord God, that, that Father can't take care of itself, the average person, Lord God, and we're asking right now that you would come in power to this nation. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would deliver us from smallness. You would deliver us from poverty. You would deliver us from lack. Holy Spirit, will you infiltrate every place, every business. Lord God, we pray for every business owner in this place. We declare over them increase, 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 capacity, capacity, capacity to employ, capacity to release funds, capacity to be generous. We speak over everyone who is earning here. We speak over them, capacity, increase, promotions. Holy Spirit, we speak over the church of Southern Africa and we say, arise, shine, for your light has come. Release the faith into this, into this nation. Release your finances into this nation. Release prosperity and life into this nation. Holy Spirit, we declare. And Father God, I just pray, Lord God, for every, every law in this nation that is restricting economic growth, we command it to fall. Every person that is standing in the way of economic growth, we command that to go right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we declare an open road of financial increase into this nation, into our homes. 
into our businesses, into our uh, schools, universities, Lord God, into every part of this nation, Lord God. We declare increase, increase, increase in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Father, Lord God, I thank you, Father, for the work of our hands. Lord, our God, I pray that our light would so shine before men that they would see your good works through us and that you would be glorified. I pray for a spirit of excellence in the workplace. Yes, for every Lord. single one of us that has been called to business, that we would be excellent in every single thing we do. Father, I pray for the gift of wisdom and knowledge and understanding far beyond our years. I pray that you give us the ability, Lord God, to understand difficult things, to do difficult things. Lord God, I pray that you give us, Lord, just a, a gift of wisdom, Lord, just knowledge of witty inventions, of new ideas, to be excellent in all that you've called us to be. I pray, Lord God, that you do this mightily, Lord, in and through us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are doing a new thing, Holy One. Thank you that you're doing a new thing in the name of Jesus. Lord, in our workplaces, in our businesses, a new thing, Lord God. New ideas, new products, new clients, new jobs, new promotions in the name of Jesus. New portfolios in the name of Jesus. New things, Lord. New things, Lord. New things, Lord. Lord, you are the God that breaks open doors that no man can shut in the name of Jesus. And we declare those doors open in the name of Jesus doors open in the name of Jesus doors open in the name of Jesus yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord yes saints when we prayed on Wednesday we were praying for the seven mountains and we prayed about education just before we prayed about business and I felt like the Lord started speaking to me in the space of education as it led into business and he said see I am doing a new thing listen to me so that you may speak it as I drove this morning SAFM they were interviewing a guy who was saying that only 10% of students make it to maths at a matric level from the ones who started in preschool only 10% of South Africans and in the global tests for maths we are scoring 49% of that 10%, and mind you, the postmark for maths is 30%. And that confirmed to me the word from the Lord. See, I am doing a new thing. Listen to me, my children. Listen to me in the space of education. Listen to me. I am creator God. I will give you the creativity to do what you need to do. I love Zarina's word about the chickens. I keep chickens. They are not fish eagles. <laughs> they are not African. They are not eagles by any stretch of the imagination. And the Lord is calling us to boldness. He's calling us to creativity. He is calling us to carry the presence, to carry his presence where we go. You are a carrier of the presence of Christ. God has called you to your work. God has called you to business. God, the places God has called you to. He is saying, go, go, go. I'm speaking into your ear. Open your mouth. Take my presence. Don't be chicken about it. Be an eagle. Take my presence into those places and take those places for me. Take those places for me. He's speaking to us as creator God. Creator God. You know that word just jumped out to me last week when Bumi was singing it. You know, Dali, Creator, God. God has put His presence inside you. 
God has put his presence inside you for such a time as this, Christians. He's saying, go and take territory for me. Listen to me and speak the words that I am speaking into you. I'm speaking into you. So, Lord, as we rise, Lord Father God, as we rise, Lord Father God, strengthen us, Lord Father God. Help us gird our loins, Lord Father God. Business owners, listen. Jesus is speaking to you. If you work for a business owner, take your presence there. Take your presence into every business. The government is not called to create jobs. <laughs> the government does not worship God. We are called to create. We are called to reflect our Father. This is simply what we're doing when we create. We're just reflecting our Father. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 43 verse 18 reads, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? Family, many of us are familiar with that verse, but I think we miss its significance where we for when we forget when it was actually said. The nation of Israel was about to go into a season of captivity. They were hopeless and they needed a desperate word from the Lord to help them understand their current situation and predicament. And so the Lord reminded them in the verses that preceded it to say, Remember when I parted the Red Seas, when I moved in the power of my might. And he says that and he says, forget. Because we have a tendency to put our hope in how God moved yesterday that we lose sight of tomorrow. So I hear the Lord speaking against hopelessness and saying, even if you're remembering the good that I've done, it is nothing compared to where I'm taking you. I hear the Lord saying, Amen, church. I hear the Lord saying, He's delivering us, family, from a, an attitude of settling. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are not called to settle. We are called for more in your power, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. There are some of us who made plans this year for where we feel like God is taking us, but there is another group of people that I felt the Lord wanted to speak to directly. It's those people who are growing weary of trying every year, who are growing weary of casting their net outside of the boat. And I'm reminded about the disciples when the Lord came to them while they were fishing all night, it says, and they caught nothing. But when God said, let out your net, it says that the net couldn't even sustain all the fish that they carried. So I feel the Lord saying to those people who feel like this is not my year because I've tried every single year the same thing. He is saying, let out your net for I will do it. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for your power. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Heavenly Father, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Heavenly Father, we know that no weapon can that come against us will prosper. We know, Heavenly Father, that every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord accomplishes its purpose and does not return to you void. So Heavenly Father, we don't put our trust in what you have done. We put our trust in a person and that person is Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord Heavenly Father, in this nation, Heavenly Father, where we are struggling with fatherlessness. Heavenly 
Heavenly Father, we get to call you Abba, Heavenly Father. Father, this nation, Heavenly Father, for it belongs to you. We pray that you may move on the heart of men to stand up and rise up in leadership, Heavenly Father. We pray for your church to take up positions of power, to go into politics, to go into media, to go into education. Lord Jesus, we pray over the minds of our children. Heavenly Father, they belong to you and you only. We pray for your power and presence. May you manifest your power and glory on this nation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will get all the glory and honor and place. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, morning, church. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to take out a, something from Pastor Andrew's book, and I'm just going to speak about something I've been reading, and it's from Ezra. So Ezra and Nehemiah are sort of like one book that was separated, but what's interesting is both of them pray um, before they get into their mission that they feel so so pushed upon and it's so it's so interesting how we've started the year with consecration and consecration is with, not without purpose but consecration is to serve a purpose priests would consecrate themselves so that they could enter the presence of god and minister to the people so the lord is really saying he's really saying lord that in every industry and i i was on wednesday i was praying about art and media and i was just saying I was thinking of a word that I, I've been thinking about recently, the word halal. So it's a Hebrew word. It means to, to shine, hence to make show and to boast clamorously to a foolish level about the glory of God. And that's what media does. That's what the arts are supposed to do. All the Psalms we read, every, everything that David and, and Asaph and all these guys were saying, that was the media of the time. That was the songs they were listening to. That was what they were reading. That was what they were meditating on because that's what media does. And that's a realm we want to conquer even and as we conquer all the other realms so the lord was really saying it is time for people to take up the the the, the areas that they must occupy because we are not we are not walking in just the world as it is but we are fighting against powers that are beyond flesh and blood powers that want to see an agenda pushed that is not for them but what would happen if every form of media if every form of art if every area if every realm was literally in the was literally in that attitude of halal we would see a transformed world and so that is the attitude i want us to adopt as we pray into this and i just um just from ezra since i mentioned it there's a verse where it talks about how ezra literally had the favor of the lord upon him and it caused a pagan a pagan king a man who was in control of probably the whole of the middle east to give him everything he literally gave him the keys to the kingdom and he said everything that we took from israel and even beyond anything that is necessary for you to rebuild this temple is yours and that is the that is the favor that is upon each and every person here and so that's what i want us to pray into and so lord i just decree and declare that in everything that we do lord that we may walk with your favor we may walk with your power lord that there may not be a fear that we are walking alone but lord you have empowered us you have given us grace you have given us knowledge you have given us wisdom lord there there are so many things that we have access to simply because we are your children occupying a territory for your name and so lord i pray lord that each and every person here would walk into their calling would walk into the places that they occupy in their work in their friend circle everywhere that they stand lord that your presence would go with them that they would occupy that they would not just come to settle they would come to occupy that they would change 
change the attitude they will change the culture of that place to reflect who you are and so lord i pray lord that even in our nation we would see people take place places that they have been called to occupy fearlessly as you give them that favor that they would know that they are approved and that they have been given power and, and and authority in those areas for your word even says lord that all authority on earth and in heaven has been given unto you and we share in that lord and so lord i pray that we would see a transformed nation not just transformed because we have prayed but transformed because we have prayed and we have gone to those places and so lord empower each and every person to take action to take up their mantle to take up their calling and to work for your kingdom in the mighty name of jesus i pray amen 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 you can take that amen give the give the lord a hand and give our great people a hand lord we disagree with every word spoken lord god from the economic environment through education through arts and media through the political realm lord god that this country belongs to you holy spirit come and take possession of what you won in the cross come and take possession of what is rightfully yours lord jesus be king of our nation be king of our nation in jesus name amen and amen you may be seated great people thank you rendani oh it was so nice having that music i always feel like where's the anointing gone <laughs> lord jesus i want to pray that as i share the short thing i have to say holy spirit that you would be in every word Lord God, we don't, we don't come to church just for the fun of it, Lord God, although it is fun. We come because we want to encounter the living God. Holy Spirit, we want to be changed. We want to walk out of here different from the way we came in. And so, Father God, I, I ask that you would do that in our hearts. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, I, I once bought something online. Are you an online shopper? I'm such an online shopper. Well, I'm a medium online shopper. My children are such online shoppers. I'm just a medium online shopper. But in my, in my online shopping, um, I have had occasions where I have been out about doing my day and I've had a phone call from the guy who's delivering my product and he's at the gate. And we live in a complex and you know, you can't let, our system works as I can't let someone in at the gate unless I'm there. So I say, oh, so sorry, I can only be there in 20 minutes and he's like, I'll come back later. He comes back later and then I'm somewhere else. And so it goes and we just keep missing each other. And I had this one occasion where the company finally sent me an email and said, so sorry, tried to deliver and they listed all the times and said, we have recalled the the object and we've refunded you. Sorry. Basically they're saying, bad customer, don't want to have you. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, luckily that wasn't something so important. It was, you know, sometimes you feel God's in everything. I was a little relieved I didn't get that thing because it was one of those purchases you realized afterwards you should not have made. God is good all the time. Then, Recently, Andrew and I had, as you know, my father died, and we, it, was, it was a chaotic season. And a, one of my best friends sent me a message and said she had she'd gotten a hold of a whole lot of people, and together they had put together uh, a meal thing for us. They had gone to one of these frozen meal places, and they um, had purchased meals for us. I didn't know how long it was, but when I got it, it was like months, guys. I, I'm still eating some of that food. We're still eating some of that food. 
So anyway, she said, she said to me, um, yeah, they, they will be delivering soon. Oh, I was overjoyed. You know that, that parcel that I wasn't so keen about getting? I hadn't made, I confess, I hadn't made an extreme effort to be there when the guy was going to be there. I, w I wasn't sitting at home waiting for that man. But this package, guys, I want to tell you, I was determined I was not going to miss this. I mean, I was like, any time I had to go out, I was like, Andrew, where are you? Come home. You must stay there. Package might arrive. And so, like, we sat there, like, I don't know how long they took to deliver it, but let me tell you, when it came, we were ready. We were ready, and we, we packed our, our deep freeze and beyond, filled with all this absolutely fabulous food. So those of you who contributed to that, thank you so much. It was well received. But my point is that when you really want something and you really value something, you position yourself differently from when you don't. And you know, when we're talking about the holiness of God over the season, it's tempting to feel like I have to work up holiness. Somehow I have to do all these things to be holy and then God will bless me. But the kingdom of God just doesn't work like that. I mean, if you could work hard to be blessed, why did Jesus need to come? If, you could, if there had been any other way, I promise you, God would have done it that way. Jesus Christ is the only way. Your blessing is not dependent on how hard you work. It's not dependent on how nice you are. And some, a few times this week, I'm so grateful for that. Because mostly I'm nice. I had a few moments this week. Did you? Some of you didn't. Andrew never has an unnice moment. I want to say, I want to commend my husband. He never has an unnice moment. But it, your blessing does not, come, does not depend on how nice you are. It doesn't depend on how good you look. It doesn't even depend on you wearing branded clothes. The blessing of God depends on the goodness of God. The blessing of God depends on the goodness of God as manifested through Jesus Christ to you. And this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This means that no matter what you do, blessings are coming to you. Now I know some of you are going tilt in your brain. Because you're saying, is Carol saying to me that I can live how I want and I will still be blessed? Yes and no. You will still participate in so many of the blessings of God. But the story I began with is so very important. Is that the blessing of God is coming to you whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not, and whether you know it or not. However, where you position yourself depends on how much of it you will receive. You see, it's so important that we understand is that we cannot strive and work for God's blessing. But God's blessing is determined by the cross of Jesus Christ and it's coming. And where you stand will depend on whether you receive it or not. Where you position your heart, what you do with your life will, de will determine how much of that blessing is manifested in you. I can pour liters of water into a sieve all I like. And I will not have a drop left. 
Because a sieve cannot contain water. And when we're talking about the holiness of God, we, I, I so want you to hear this. I'm not talking about you working hard so that God will bless you. What I am talking about is I'm talking about examining where you are positioning your heart. How you are living your life and asking yourself the question, is it the kind of life that can contain the blessings of God? Or is it kind, the kind of life that has got holes all over the place, that the blessing of God is, is oozing out all over the place? Or is it the kind of life that has weaknesses when the weight of his blessing rests on you, you crumple? Is it, is it the kind of life that can hold it and express it? Or is it the kind of life that is shy and timid in actually opening up to it? When the delivery arrives, are your doors locked or are they open? And really, that's what determines holiness. You see, we don't behave right in order to receive from God. We behave right because God has already moved and blessed us. And in response to that, we offer him a life that is righteous and good. We respond to his goodness by positioning ourselves to be in that goodness. This is a vital difference. It will take you from anxiety to peace. It will take you from striving to joy. I want to give you an example of it. It's a small example, but it it's happens over and over again in my life, and I'm sure in your life too. We need to move my mother from where she is staying out in Krugersdorp to a closer place. She has no furniture because when we moved her there, they had furniture, so we gave away all her furniture. The new place needs furniture. I don't know how you feel about shopping. I literally hate it. I literally wake up in the morning and think, how can I not shop today? I know there are other people in the room that don't feel like that, but that's how I feel. So the thought of finding furniture for my mom was literally overwhelming. It's like I have to actually get food in the house and clothes on my body, and now furniture for my mother as well. And in that overwhelmness, I could, feel, I could feel anxiety rise up. It's like, it's just one more thing I have to get done. And then I said, no. Actually, God told me at the beginning of the year, he said, I want you to have a year with no fear. So I said, okay, I'm just not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid that I'm going to fail. I won't be able to do it, won't get it done. So I'm just going to rest in the fact that there's a God who loves me and he's already blessed me. I walk out of my house shortly after that to speak to my neighbor. We're chatting, and she says, after we finish our conversation, she says to me, hey, you know what? My sister is moving house, and they're relocating, and she's got all this magnificent furniture she doesn't know what to do with. Would you like some? <laughs> she sent me pictures, and I was like, heck, I wouldn't have chosen such nice furniture. I mean, that's, you, you understand what I'm talking about. Now, it doesn't mean that sometimes you won't have to go and shop. Sorry, you might have to. And for those who like it, you're okay with that. 
But what it does mean is that that the goodness of God is such that it's not a case of working harder, it's a case of positioning our hearts correctly. It's a case of pushing out the lies of the enemy and the thoughts and the feelings that don't comply with his kingdom, pushing them to the side and allowing us to rest in truth and then he will make a way. The way will be different every time. Sometimes it'll be an inspiration to do something. Sometimes it'll be uh, just finances that come. Sometimes it'll be furniture that arrives on your doorstep. I don't know, but it will be something. Or it will be capacity, or it'll be an open door. It will be uh, a business meeting that goes right. It'll be words that come to you that you didn't have before. It will be something because that's who God is. He's already blessed you. And to access that blessing is not a case of working harder, it's a case of positioning right. And in that positioning right, there may be work, but it'll be joyful work. It'll be productive work. And this is when we're talking about holiness, this is what we're talking about. Can you go two slides? Yes, there, thank you. A scripture Jesus gave me is out of Isaiah 35. He said, this was his instructions to me. I would like to share it with you. His instructions for me for 2024. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your, will, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. As Kaya was sharing with us, this was written about the same period as he was talking about in Israel history. Israel was going into the most calamitous and difficult time in its history. It was going into captivity. And in the process of them going there, these were God's instructions. The word that God has spoken to me, spoken to Andrew, I've heard it spoken many times over the last maybe three years, is that God is shaking the idols of the nations. My friends, I want you to know this, that the shaking we see around the world, the economic hardships, the wars, the floods, I don't know, you name it, just open up your news feed. It's everywhere. There's not a nation on this earth that is not experiencing some shaking. But I, I have sad news and good news. Sad news is it's not about to stop anytime soon. Because we have a God who actually believes that the world belongs to him. And he actually is determined to set the people of this world free from the idols that are sapping the life from them and are preventing them from knowing him. And I'm telling you this, he will not stop until the world lets go of the idols. But here is the good news. At a time when Israel was experiencing that same thing, this is what God said to them. Strength, oh no, back. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance. With divine retribution, he will come to say, you church, we have a promise that the world may fall apart around us. You will stand on solid ground. The floods may come. You will be in the ark. The walls will stand before everyone and they will fall before you. Because this is the God we serve. He is shaking the idols of the nations, but he is rescuing his people. 
He is strengthening his people. And he's saying, my deliverance will come to you. It is set. It is done. The cross declares it. My deliverance is coming to you. However, if you want to experience my deliverance, do this. It's coming. It's going to happen. But if you want to notice it, if you want to see it, if you want to be aware of its presence around you, strengthen your feeble hands. Steady the needs that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. When you're standing before that business meeting that everything depends on, I want you to say to your soul, do not fear. My God will come with power. He will avenge me. He will declare his goodness on my behalf. He will give me the words. He will make a way. And I want you to step into that meeting and say, and say the things he gives you to say. When you're standing in that broken marriage and you wake up with hopelessness every morning, I want you to say to your feeble heart, be strong. My God has made a way. My God is reaching in and he is setting us free. And I want you to walk into that marriage. Get out of that bed and say, God is here. Let's do this thing. I want you to put a smile on your face and believe that the blessings of God are there for you. Not tomorrow, not the day after, but today. I want us to live like the blessings are here because they are here. Live like the blessings are here because they are here. How are you going to strengthen that feeble heart, those hands that hang down, those weak knees? You know, my friends, I do a bit of gym. Do you? <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Here's one for you. Do a little bit of spiritual gym. Because how do, you, how do your hands become unfeeble? How, how do you, or your hands stop hanging down like you can't even lift them? Your knees become strong. How does that happen? Guys, I know this might shock you, but it doesn't just happen because you want it to happen. It happens, you strengthen your arms and your knees in the physical by actually working them every day. By, by doing exercise, by using them. And it doesn't happen overnight, it happens slowly, and it's a progressive thing that grows and grows and grows. I'm so sad that that's true, but it is. And here are some, some spiritual strengthening exercises that allow you to actually contain the blessings of God. Because as I said before, it's so important to notice this, that the blessing of God comes with weight. It comes, with, it comes with responsibility. It comes with things that need to be done. It needs to be administrated, handled. And in order to receive the blessings of God well, we must have strength in our bones. And this is not an advocate for gym. Be, go to gym, don't go to gym. But do these things. Do this bolts. Bible reading and prayer every day, my friends. Obey courageously. Just do what he says. I know it's scary. Just do it anyway. You'll be surprised what will happen on the other side. Love well. The person in front of you, love well. Just this morning I had to repent for, to Andrew for not loving well. 
He never has to repent to me. And think biblically, guys, guys, let's not, let's not be those kind of people that just let any old thought get into our mind. You are the master of your own thoughts. Come, guys. It's not true that you're about to die. It's not true that you are economically sunk. It's not true that your marriage has no hope. It's not true that you'll never get married. It's not true that you won't pass your exams. It's not true that you won't be able to get victory over the sin. Those things are not true. Don't let them come into your mind. I'm not saying it's not hard, but I'm saying it's not true. So tell those things where to go. The thing I told you, God told me, no fear. I'm just not going to think a fearful thought this year. Can you tell I'm not fearful? <laughs> what would happen to the world if we stopped being afraid? It goes on. <laughs> it says, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. We had, we had, I'm going to let you on a secret. We, we had new signals from the front for changing slides. I'm not getting them right. Lola is doing fantastically. Thank you, Lola. Okay, so these are the two things God told me. No fear. And you know, we often think fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is not the opposite of faith. Fear, the biblically, fear is the opposite of love. Because we are afraid because we don't know how much God loves us. If you want to get free of fear, get filled with the love of God. Meditate on how much he loves, on you, loves you. Think about it. Read about it. Speak about it. Let the love of God pervade your soul. And when you know you are loved, you will not be afraid. Thanks. My husband's giving me biblical references. I did actually have that one on my agenda. Thank you, darling. Perfect love casts out all fear, John said. In first John the next thing he told me was no pride and interestingly enough pride is the opposite of faith because pride says this I'm good enough to get it done on my own pride says I don't need God pride says I will just work harder and it'll be okay Pride says, I will just get another degree and I'll be okay. By all means, go get the degree. But you're okay before you get the degree. You see, the opposite of faith is pride. And we are prideful when we are not participating in God's agenda. And God is asking of us today, this, this year. He's always asking it, but he highlighted it to me this year is can we live without fear? Can we live without pride? Can we allow his love and trust in his absolute power to fill us? Love and faith. Can we approach every day like that? And it says, 
Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And a highway will be there. Listen to this. A highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. This what happens when you say no to fear, when you speak to the fear places in your heart and you say no this is what happens that's when holiness comes when you say no more pride I'm going to trust in the unfailing love of a living God this is what comes eyes open ears here and we know those are those are spiritual eyes and ears but they're also physical eyes and ears Wholeness comes, and not only for me, it comes to my entire environment. You hear that the waters gush into the wilderness. It doesn't stay with you, it gushes into your wilderness. Because you see, God is not waiting for something to bless you. He's already done it. The blessings are pushing against the walls in your heart. All God is saying is, put down those walls. Open those doors. That's what holiness is. It's saying no to the things that have held you in bondage and saying yes to the blessings of God and allowing the life of God to hit my soul. You see, these practices I've spoken to you about are not so much about creating victories that we saw there, but they are positioning our lives to participate in the victories that are already there. And guys, I just want to pray for people, you have fear. You can't sleep at night. You feel anxious about stuff. Some of you I know here, you are having anxiety attacks. I think it's time we just drew a line in the sand and said, we, we see the blessings of God, and we see them happening in other people's lives. Now I need them in my life. And the door is whose love. I'm going to allow his love to take the place of that fear and anxiety. And, guys, I want to pray for people who have pride in their lives. You know, I didn't do that one on its own because it's hard to stand up. The truth is probably we all need to stand up for both of those all the time. This is the human condition. It's what the devil works over time to get us to think. That it's all up to us. And that everything's going to fall apart. It's the way he pushes us to alcohol, to wrong relationships, to ungodliness. Is he creates scenarios in our mind that are full of fear and full of pride. And the way holiness becomes a highway in our hearts. And a highway that not only flows in our hearts, but flows in all of our hearts and becomes a highway into the world that invites people into God's presence. It's when we say no to fear and we say no to pride and we say yes to his blessings, yes to his love and yes to faith in him. So guys, if you are any of that that I've spoken of, won't you stand up?
I wanted to make a comment about the people sitting down, but I thought that would manipulate you to stand up, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Why don't you put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you? Let's do this together. Lord Jesus, the truth is, we are all afraid from time to time. And Lord God, the truth is, we're all afraid a lot more than we even know. So much of what we do is motivated by fear. Father God, at the same time, so much of what we do is motivated by pride. We want people to think a certain way of us. We want to be able to say that we did it. Holy Spirit, we come. And Lord God, right now we repent. We repent of allowing these kinds of thoughts, the greed for self, the anxieties, the self-exaltation, Lord God. We want to repent of those. Father God, we admit that as we go into this year, these things have troubled us daily. But Lord God, we see what your blessings look like. They look like streams gushing in the wilderness. They look like blind eyes opening, deaf ears hearing, lame walking. Lord God, they look like a highway of holiness, the freedom and the life of God. Lord God, we see that, that joy follows them, sighing, flees, sighing and crying leave. Lord God, we're so delighted that you're shaking the idols of the nation. So, Lord God, we choose to take our hands off those idols and we choose to put them on you. Holy Spirit, come and heal us. Holy Spirit, we ask. I ask now for more than just an intellectual moment. Holy Spirit, would your love invade these hearts? Let them see that cross once more. How you were prepared to go through anything to get this person back, to get us back. Holy Spirit, come. Come now. Come now. Fill us. Lord God, every empty place, fill it. Lord God, that the yearning we feel for acceptance, would you fill it with the giant yes of your acceptance? Lord God, I want it to be more than just we know it in our heads. I want us to feel it in our hearts. Holy Spirit, in the places where we felt we're all alone, it's up to us, we have to make it happen. In the places where we want to be alone and we've forgotten that you're the one who's done it already where we've been prideful, where, we've, where our own agenda has been above your agenda, Lord God, I ask right now that you would forgive us. Holy Spirit, I ask, you talk about a gift of faith in 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm asking that you would come with that gift of faith. Holy Spirit, would you, would you give us a supernatural, supernatural gift of faith? to see like you see, to understand like you understand, to believe in the goodness of God and the power of God and the presence of God, the reality of what you've already done. 
Lord God, make us courageous, courageous people who say what you say, who love like you love, who reach out like you reach out, Lord God, who unfailingly do what you have said. Holy Spirit, make us into those people. Put faith in our hearts. Every crevice that is filled with doubt, Lord God, would you flood it with faith. Flood it with faith. Every disappointment that has threatened to dictate our actions. Holy Spirit, I speak to those and I command them to fall to the ground. You will not influence these people in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, I pray you would replace those thoughts and those memories with the reality of who you are. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Let them try again. Let them step out once more. Let them throw their net out one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we declare we are not afraid. We are not afraid. And we are not alone. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? If you have... Um, if you need specific prayer for anything, we do have a ministry team. If the fire squad wouldn't mind coming forward. Otherwise, I would like to really reiterate to you guys how important it is to walk this walk with someone. There's no such thing as Lone Ranger Christianity. There's no such thing. We're better together. We're a family. We're a team. When you're down, you're going to need someone to lift you up. And when your friend is down, they're going to need you to lift them up. We have to do this together. So I cannot reiterate enough the importance of being in a connect group. And so you join a connect group and you don't like it. Try another one. Guys, just keep going till you find your people. And if you can't find your people, start a connect group and call your people. It's that important. Honestly and truly, please, if you're not in a connect group, will you please sign up for a connect group? We will help you get, get connected. But also connect group leaders, I'm going to ask you, would you go and fish? Would you go and find people for your connect group? Find people who aren't in a connect group and invite them. Because it's that important. We cannot do this alone. So I want to reiterate what was said earlier. Please sign up for a connect group. Amen. God is with us. It's going to be a glorious year. Love you all. Have a fantastic day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.